Hi, everyone. Shai Sussman here from Ramape Chemish. I hope you're all doing well. I'm really happy to be learning and starting this new Limud with everyone from Sefer Chai HaNefesh uh, from Rev. Gedalia Kenig. Uh, a little bit of background on the Sefer, what we're going to be learning, and then we'll kind of jump right in. The series, the name of this series is called The Living Soul, translated from Chai Nefesh, The Living Soul. And what this is, this is a letter that Rev. Gedalia Kenig Zatzal wrote to a student of his. Rev. Gedalia Kenig, he was one of the main Breslov leaders of the previous generation. He was one of the main students of Rev. Avraham Steinhardt, also known as the Kochavlev, who I believe was the great, great grandson of Rev. Nassim Zal. And what this Sefer does is it explains what is a tzaddik, what do we gain from connecting ourselves to a tzaddik? How do we connect ourselves to a tzaddik? And deals with a very, very fundamental question that I get all the time, which is, why is this not a Bodhisattva? Why is connecting to a tzaddik classical Judaism? Where do you find it in Chazal? And, you know, after all, isn't the person dead? So how could you connect to a Shokh Afar, someone who's already in the ground? And this is a very, very fundamental topic, fundamental question, especially as it relates to Rechassidus, and specifically as it relates to uh, Rabbi Nuzal, Rabbi Nachman ben Fegas, Chusum And what this Sefer also does is it takes parts from the Nefesh HaChayim, uh, hence the name Chai HaNefesh, the Nefesh HaChayim from Rav Chaim Belazhin, and it goes through those pieces and really explains them and elaborates on them. As we're going to see, there are seemingly parts in the Nefesh HaChayim that seem to go against the idea of a tzaddik or seem to indicate that it's not part of Torah Judaism and other aspects of that. And what this does is, by going through the Nefesh HaChayim, uh, Rav Gedalia Kenig, he brings those pieces in full, and he really responds. Uh, it should also be noted that this Sefer, Chai Nefesh was actually reprinted. Here's the Shari Tzadik. The Shari Tzadik is the Shilas and Chuvas and the Mikhtavim of Rav Gedalia Kenig, which is 10 volumes long. I love them. They're amazing. And uh, in my opinion, they're actually the closest to Rav Nassin and all of Kisvei Breslov. And because these were his Shilas and Shuvas and his Mikhtavim, his letters, uh, Rev. Gedalia Kenig's letters, they're written in a very poetic and flowery, very personal, personal flowy type of way. So I'm really looking forward to learning Chayin Nefesh with everyone. And we're going to be learning again about the idea of the Tzaddik from the ground up. And again, this is such an important topic. And uh, it will hopefully, with Hashem's help, not will help take away some of the confusion that many, many people have in this area. But also should goes without saying that this is a heavy breast of safer uh, and relies heavily on Lukut Maran, Lukut Saran, all the Kisve Breslov. Uh, and in the last section of the safer, it goes through one by one a litany of classical chazals on this topic. So uh, without referring to do, we're going to jump in and read and translate and explain as things come up. And uh, again, I'm really looking forward to learning this with everybody and sharing this with everyone.
It was also told to me, one more word of introduction, it was also told to me, uh, I was speaking to Rebetzin Yehudis Kolshevsky the other day, and I was holding her, I told her that I was planning on uh, learning this with the Hevra, and she told me, actually, she recently translated it. Uh, she herself personally translated the Sefer. She's like, oh, of course I know that Sefer. I thought it was less well-known, but uh, of course she translated it apparently for someone. Uh, I don't remember the person's name who lives in Svas, and they uh, hopefully we could get our hands a copy on the translation. That'd be really cool to see. She told me, she, I believe it was her, or she told me that she put footnotes or footnotes were added to it. So that's also really cool. So without further ado, we're going to jump in. Again, this was reprinted in Rav Gedalia Koenig's Mechtavim. This is letter Samechei 65. It was written September 19th, 1963, as far as I understand. And we're going we're gonna to jump right in. And we uh, should all connect ourselves to the great Tzadik, Rabbi Nachman. Harini Mikasher Atzmi, V'chol HaTzadikim Amitim Shabbatarenu. V'chol HaTzadikim Amitim Sholch Nayaf Rekadoshim. Asher Ba'aretz Hema. Now let's begin. And again, this is Rev Gedalia responding to uh, someone who wrote him this letter. After I received your 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 thanks, your hello. I'm letting you know that the time has come. And know that I'm going to respond to the question that you asked me many days ago. And initially, when you had asked me the question, I responded, Right, but now I'm going to actually answer you in full with a letter, and it will be clear this way. This way we'll have the answer. This way we can have these answers to your questions for many days. We didn't see what the question specifically is yet. Uh, we're going to get there. And hopefully, with Hashem's help, this will be helpful to people who truly have ears Hashem. The Hasidim that uh, Hashem calls for them. Who believe in Hashem and Moshe, his servant. People who stick to the, the tree of life. People who want to connect to the true tzaddik, the etachayim the tree of life, people who want to connect with all their soul and all their sense of being. And we're going to do this just like Hashem commanded us in His Holy Torah, to connect, to join with Chachamim and their students, Hashem Alehem Yechyu. Hashem should be upon them and give them life. So right away He opens up and says, I'm going to write this letter for future generations, for people who want the word of Hashem, for people who are thirsting and longing for, for the word of Hashem. This way, we'll actually have the letter. And people who want to eat from the Eitz So if you're in the Eitz Yid, this is for you. 
ומכיוון שאחריך להאריך קצת במכתב זה, זה לשון שאלתך. This is the lashon of your question. Now, this is the question that the person is really asking. There is a person, you know, he's quoting, again, he's quoting the person who's asking him the question, right? There was someone who asked me about what was written in the Sefer Nefesh Achaim, the Rav Chaim Velazhen, Sefer Tzadik Levracha. As it says in Shar Aleph Perek Tes, it's written over there, would in relation to connecting what we call hiskashrus to tzaddikim, kesher, like in modern Hebrew, a kesher means a tie, or to bind yourself to a tzaddik, to be makasher, to join your spirit with the spirit of a tzaddik, to join your sense, your sense of self, your mitzvahs, different aspects of your life to be mitkasher to a tzaddik. Now he's quoting for the Nefesh Chaim. This is what the Nefesh Chaim writes. Even to worship or to connect. Any of your avoda. To say that this person has Ruach HaKodesh. Within a, within a, within a person. Navi. To connect your avoda to a, a man, a prophet, or someone who's a Baruch HaKodesh, Gamza Nikra Ovadas Kochabim Umazalos Mamish, but I am Sham. This is also called Avodas Kochabim, star, star worship, worshiping Mazalos Mamish. So that's the end of the quote. For now, he's going to bring more pieces later in full. But what he's saying is that the Nefesh Chaim seems to imply that. If you're going to connect your Vodas Hashem to a Navi, to a person, to someone who has the Ruach HaKodesh, that is called Avodazara. Like you're joining, you're giving that thing power, and now you're connecting, you're connecting to a person. It's like almost like you're worshiping that person, or you're not worshiping Hashem, like you're worshiping another individual. And this question is going to, repeat itself over and over throughout this thing. So it sounds like that if you're miskasha yourself to a tzaddik, it sounds like that's a vodah It sounds like that. A vodas kochavim, a vodas mazalos. Ube'emesh kushyezu lo kasha liklau. Now this is the uh, person who's writing the question to Rev Gedalia Kenik. Ube'emesh kushyezu lo kasha liklau. The truth is this question is not a question to me at all. And it makes no dent in me. Because I believe with perfect faith that all words of Rabbeinu, meaning Rabbi Nachman, are truth. And I'm not even going to detract from even the apex of the Yud, the point of the Yud from Rabbi Nachman's words. Ach. But, so this way I should know what to answer. I'm going to turn my questions to you. Right, and therefore I hope 
that you're going to answer me. He's writing to Rev Gedalia Kenega. I hope you answer me. And I wait and answer this way. I'll know what to answer other people. This from here out ends the question. So again, let's just repeat over there what the question is and spend a moment or two on this. The question is going to keep, again, circling around, but it's important we take a few questions on this. Uh, we spend some time on this question. So it's like this. The, uh, the Nefesh Chaim goes over there, and it's Kedai to learn this inside. We're just not going to do it now for the sake of this year, but it would be a Kedai for everyone to look in Shar Gimel, Perik Test, in the Nefesh Chaim, where he brings this chapter at full. And what the Nefesh Chaim is doing over there is he's explaining that ha- ha- the difference between Hashem's name of Elohim and Hashem's name of Yud Kevavke. That Hashem's name of Yud Kevavke, the Nefesh Chaim explains over there, is the Makor, is the source of all life. It is the Etzem Makor of Chaim itself. And he explains that that's why uh, the shame Yud Kevavke isn't really used in the beginning of the creation story of Bereshis. It's not found there. It's found later on. What, what shame is used in, in Bereshis? The shame of Elohim. The Nefesh Chaim explains that the shame Elohim is the Baal Kochos Kulam, meaning to say that it refers to independent koach that Hashem puts into the creation. That there's the Makor, there's the source of all life, and then there is the rays of that, the way that source expresses itself in multiplicity, but yet it still has a power backing it, and that's called Elohim, right? So Hashem's name of Yud Kevavke, right? Creation, so the Nefesh Chaim explains over there that the creation of the world takes place with the name Elohim because it's referring to the different powers that be within the creation, so Hashem created the sun and Hashem created the moon and Hashem created the stars, right? And Hashem created the heavens and the earth and all these. Hashem created Elohim using this name of Elohim in order to refer to the different powers that Hashem created in the world itself. It's kind of like if there's the sun and then there's the rays of the sun. The sun can be comparable to the shame Yudke Vavke. Uh, again, Lahavdil, this is just a muscle, obviously, right? For the purpose of this muscle, we're saying this, you always have to be delicate when talking about Hashem's names, right? The Yud, the sun is the Yud Kevavke. It's the source of all the light and the rays would be Elohim. And each ray seems to have a power, right? So therefore there's the Shem Yud Kevavke, which refers to the source. And then Hashem created things that seem to have power. And Hashem is the power behind all those. That's the name of Elohim. And that's why the Shem Elohim is actually used in creation. So the question is, as we flesh this out, so now if I'm going to be makasha myself to a tzaddik and say this thing has power, right? So that seems that I'm cutting off that power from Hashem. And it seems that that could be a vodazara, right? So I'm makasha myself to something, or I'm going to Uman or Rosh Hashanah, and I'm saying this thing has power. Isn't that a vodazara? Isn't, isn't that a vodazara? Why is that not a vodazara? Why is that not? consider worshiping something that has power other than Hashem, right? And this is a question that gets asked all the time, right? All the time, one of the things, you know, why do you go to Kivrim Tzel Tzadikim? There's one Hashem, you daven to Hashem, 
And we're going to come back to this. Obviously, you're not allowed to daven by a, you're not allowed to daven to a dead tzaddik. That's a little desire, right? <laughs> we're going to come back to what exactly are we doing? What's the nusach? Why is what the we're no hig to do by a kivrei of a tzaddik not a vodazara, right? So all this needs explanation. But again, I always get that of it's a vodazara. No, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go to Uman, right? Or what's with this whole tzaddik stuff, you know? So again, we're going to be jumping into all this, and uh, it's great. Now we're going to go into his response, and we're going to learn further. Da, You should know, my beloved, my friend, that this question that you're asking me, it's not just new. It's not a new question. Rather, this is a very, very old question. That this question comes up in every generation and seems to renew itself through the old Russia. Who Melech Zakein Uksil? This is the foolish old king. That hates a person and wants to kill him even before he was created. And afterwards he conspires in order to kill a individual. And this foolish old king is none other than the Yitzhahara that wants to kill us, that wants to stumble us, that wants to not even give us a fighting chance in serving Hashem. And it also puts doubt, it puts doubts into the hearts of Hashem, true sincere people who want to, who seek out truth and want to come close to truth, that their soul desires to, to uh, be incorporated in Hashem. So this question to be makatrik on the idea of the, on the ideas of the tzaddik and the ideas of tzaddikim, this is not a new question. This is an old question. This is a question that everybody has. Why are you going? Why are you going to Kivri Tzadikim? How many times have I heard, oh, you could go. Why go to the Rashbi on Lagba Omer? Why go there? Because once a year, he's not there. On Lagba Omer, he's not there. Hashem Yazor, How can we say that about Gedusha Sarashbi? And we're going to learn. We're going to get again. We're going to learn why this all is. But this question keeps coming up over and over and over again. Cole, everyone knows in their hearts and how this manifests. And this doubt also started to spread its roots and blind the hearts of how many kosher Jews of our brothers, B'nai Yisrael, our holy nation. Right? to push them away from truth, the rabim chalim hapilim v'hatsumim, right? And so many, they it brought down so many people, kol hargea mishnei tzadim, brought them down from both sides, hein mechatsidim v'hein hamesnagdim. So he says that this question is a double loss, both from the chasidim and both from the mesnagdim. And he's going to explain why. Because the chasidim, they don't learn the nefesh foundations of Amuna, And mesnagdim, they don't learn 
Rabbeinu Zal, right? They don't learn it, so it comes out a double loss, and this question has spread itself over and over again. They don't connect to tzaddikim. He's going to explain. He's going to explain why this is a double loss. Because many that they have the fear of heaven on their face. They're astounded when they see these things. Because it, it smells bad in their eyes. It's kitam lifkam in their eyes when they see these things written about tzaddikim. And because of this, they shut their eyes from looking at this holy Sefer, the Sefer Nefesh HaChayim. They didn't and they're not zocha to taste from the amazing light, the Or Haganus, the words of Rav Chaim, the Lajan, and the Nefesh Achaim that are sweeter, they're, they're more precious than gold and sweeter than honey. Right? It's amazing how Rav Gedalia Kenneg writes this. The im kibachru v'shtika, the samu machson lepiyim. And they, it kind of muzzled their mouth and they were quiet about it. And rather, it's better that they're silent and they don't speak bad about Rav Chaim Velazhin and the Nefesh Chaim. And obviously this goes beyond the Nefesh Chaim Rav Chaim Velazhin to talk bad about other groups of Jews and to, 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 to denigrate other members of Klal Yisrael and to say, oh, I only learned this and I don't learn that. Oh, that's... That's a Hasidic Shafer. I don't learn Hasidish. Or, oh, that's way too lifish for me. I don't learn that either. As Rav Chaim, as Rav Gedalia Kenning saying, no, we have to learn both. We have to bring it all back into the Machina. And the truth is, it should be noted, and he's going to bring this later in the Sefer. Rabbi Nachman himself said that. He said, all the Svarim are needed. All the Svarim that are printed are needed. But on the other hand, people that are against the true truth, they're so happy with this. And on the other hand, on the other side of things, these people, some people are so happy that it seems like they found themselves a tree in order to not hang themselves on, but a tree to be tola their words on, to lean on in order to contradict and go against the idea of iskashos to tzaddikim, of joining and connecting to tzaddikim. And then they point to these words of the Nefesh Achaim and they say, look, it's a vodazara. How you're worshiping a tzaddik. We only worship Hashem. What's going on here? The af gamet kabsim v'dokrim b'dvarm halu is kol aker v'akaros malishkan Hashem, and they they rejoice in these words. Mishkanos haroim harachmanim hamitim leidrei tzon kedoshim umahanu losam almenu almenuchas, and even even some of their leaders, they 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 talk like this. It's funny because like when this was written, this was written. What year did I say that it was written in? It was written in 1963. 
it should be noted a lot has changed since then. <laughs> uh, a lot has changed since since these days when it was written, and things are more one nowadays. That there's been an explosion of thank you Hashem and Amuna programs and connecting to tzaddikim, kivrei tzaddikim trip. I myself have run many kivrei tzaddikim trips, and tens of thousands of people that go to Uman and go to Reb Shaila and Kerestir and go to the Balatanya in Adich and go all around the world to all the tzaddikim in here in Eretz Yisrael, to go to the Rashbi and the Arizal and Harmanuchas, Ramosha Feinstein and Harzaisin. You have Rav Cook and Rav Tzviari Rosenfeld and you have Rav Pinchas but you have tremendous, tremendous. You have Zachariah Hanavi <laughs> and Chagai and Malachi and Yarav Shalom. Oh, so many men sending tzaddikim and Baruch Hashem, a lot has changed since this time period when this was written. But it still should be noted that there are undercurrents. And not only that, the, the foundations that come out of the Sefer really explain the idea of from the ground up. So even though much has changed since since the writing of this, there's still not only could there still be found undertones of the ideas of being against his kashrut, says that he was not as bold and as in brazen as maybe it was in yesteryear, but even so, it still explains the ideas of it still explains the idea of the tzaddik from the ground up. Okay, weiter. We're going to say, we're not going to say like the Hasidim. He's not going to say like the Misnagdim, what he's calling the Hasidim and Misnagdim. We're not going to say this. Because if you're going to say like one of the two, you're going to take a side. Or if you're going to say that we need to hide and bury the Sefer. Right? Or we should take away from the Kedusha of the Derech of Chassidus. This is something we shouldn't do. So he's going to say, we need to take the middle path. We don't not hide Tzvarim. That were that were written by Anash. Even if it seems uh, from the Nefesh Achaim or from any other Sefer at all, that the first time you learn, it seems difficult and it seems to contradict previous foundations of Amuna. Even so, we don't hide it. Just like Chazal didn't hide and bury these Sefer, and that in Sefer Yechezkel and Sefer Kohelis and Sefer Mishlei, it seems to be written things that at first glance seem to be against Chiyas HaMesim and against Amuna and against Olam Hava. Even so, we don't hide them. Because it seems like that these things contradict words of the Torah and even sometimes contradict themselves. The 
Rather, the opposite is true. We need to stand and believe in all the Svarim HaKadoshim. That we have now and that will be future written. That all of them are needed by the world. Then in all the Svarim of the Svarim HaKadoshim, they have an aspect of Torah Shabal Peh. Shehu Shlemus Torah Senu HaKadosha, which is the perfection of our Torah. Ukfar Belakut Karmavor Belakute Maharan Simon Samach Aleph, the Torah Chadi Rav Shimon, Os Hevav Ayinsham. Ukumokain Asar Lanel Fakle Chasvashan Vamitas Kedushas Mude Olam Gedole Tor Mivsar Yerav Musar. Right? And just like it's on us that we, we can't go against these words, right? That he explains that these words were written by Sirius Nefesh. And, and these, these tzaddikim who wrote all the svarim of Amuna, all the svarim of Amuna, they were amazing, amazing people. And it gave so much strength to Klai Yisrael. And he goes on to explain about how Pirov, when we see most people who learn svarim of Amuna, and Svarim from all sides, all, all camps of Yisrael, whether it's the Masni, uh, whether it's the Hasidim or the Masnagdim, from either group, it sees that people get stronger in their Vodas Hashem and not get weaker. And therefore, we need to take the middle path. We need to find a way not to hide Svarim, not to censor Judaism, not to censor Svarim and have a revisionist history, right? Not to hide things from Achenu Kobesh Yisrael, but rather learn all the Svarim, just like they wanted to hide, say for Yechezkel, and say for Mishle, and say for Kohelis, because they seem to write things that contradict pre-existing words of Torah, and seem to write things that contradict words of Amuna and Tchias HaMesim, and Om Haba. Nevertheless, Chazal worked to bring them back into the Machana. This way, we have them, we don't hide them. So we don't need to censor anything, we don't need to run away, from any of the Svarim. In fact, we gain when we learn them and we bring them back into the Machana. So we need to take the middle path. Now listen to what he says. So we need to say that there's, we're going to come to say that there's no contradiction between Hiskashras and between what it says in Nefesh Achaim. They're giving power and seeing something as a separate source from Hashem, there's going to be no contradiction at all. Because I have a Kabbalah in my hands from my father's house. That there is no machlokes in the Iker Yisodei Hamuna. Bain the Prushim and Bain the Chasidim. The Prushim are the term for the Talmidei Hagra at all, the Yerushalmim that live in Eretz Yisrael, right? They wear strimals, but they're not Chasidim, they're Prushim, right? Hey, uh, that there is no machlokes in the Iker Emuna. Ki Ikre Vyesoda Muna Kedusha Enam Shnuyim B'machlokes Chashvashalom. Because the foundations of their faith is not sub, the foundations to our faith in Yiddishkeit is not subject to machlokes. And all of Klai Yisrael, 
right? We all agree on the foundations of faith in Hashem, Shemo, Vashkachas, Ubishkasa, Ubishkachato, Hapratis, Ubitarasa Kedosha. We all agree in Hashkacha Pratis and the Torah Kedosh, Ubavdav, Nehemanim, Shahim, Nevim, Vachamim, Tzadikim, Amitim, Shkhod, Ovador. They believe in the Avadim of Avadav, right? The holy servants of Hashem that are true and the Nevi'im and the Chachamim and the true Tzadikim that are in every generation in their holy words that were said the truth. Shazel Yesod Kola Torah Kula That believing in Tzadikim is the foundation of Torah Shabbat and Torah Shabbat right? We believe in Ravina. We believe in Ravashi. We believe in who wrote the Gemara. We believe in Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, right? We believe in Moshe Rabbeinu, Yehoshua, all the Shoftim, the great Nevi'im of Yeshaya Hanavi, Yechezkel, right? Our entire Torah is based on the idea of Eskashos Tzadikim and Chachamim and Talmidei Chachamim. So Chas Shalom, that there is a stira, there's a contradiction between the world of the Nefesh Achayim and the world of the Chassidim, Chas Shalom. In fact, we see that our whole Torah is based on believing in Sadiqim and believing in Tamini Chachamim and, right, like the Chafetz Chaim. The Chafetz Chaim wrote the Mishnah Vura. We drink from his words, the Hela Gachafetz Chaim. So our Torah is actually built on these principles and they're not destroyed by the idea of Hiskashras and Chassidim. We're going to, again, we're going to continue to learn about this. And since the Sefer Nefesh Chaim touches on the foundations of Ramuna, so it's impossible to say that Chasidim hold differently. And on the other side, it's impossible to say that people are against what Chasidim hold in the actual principle Shabbat. Asher al-kein in lanu elilishum hetevis libenu. So what do we need to do? We need to work hard to really understand this. As Dvar Hashem, the word of Hashem, b'fiv ha-kadosh, v'letorech li-yiskaya b'chol kochenu mochenu l'mtsoa pesher dvar m'kaviyasa. So we need to find the balance. We need to find the middle road. We need to find an answer to the seemingly difficult of the world of Hasidim in the world of the Prussian. Just like Chazal did, that they, they really dedicated themselves to the tasks financially, physically, in order to in order to find the middle road, in order to find the balance, in order to really carve out and flex, flesh out to bring Sefer Yechezkel back into the camp and Sefer Koheles back into the camp and Sefer Mishle back into the camp. Right, that they shouldn't be contradicting to Torah, rather they should be aligned with Torah. And what we're going to attempt to do throughout this series through learning the Sharei Tzadik, through learning Sefer Chaya Nefesh, we're going to learn as these shirm are properly titled Chai Nefesh, the living soul. We're going to learn about the Ikare Amuna and the living soul to show that there's no stira in this Kashrus Tzadikim, how a person has the ability to gain and connect to the Tzadikim, 
how all of us are already connected to tzaddikim, how we're connected to Moshe Rabbeinu. We follow the Rambam, we're connected to the Rambam. We learn Gemara, we connect it to the great Tanayim of all time, Ravina, Ravashi, Reish Lakish, right? Or Rabbi Shimon Bar Yoichai, Rabbi Akiva, right? As we're going to see that Estabchus Ruach Baruach, that when we connect to a tzaddik, right? It's we're mamish, as Rabbi Nachman says, we're going to see it's like your, your Ruach, it's like you're joining with the tzaddik, it's like you're kissing the tzaddikim, as we all know, Chazal say that when a person says to Hillen from Dovra Melech, his lips are also moving. That when we connect to the tzaddik, we connect to the living soul of those tzaddikim, that we connect to Dovra Melech through saying to Hillen, and we connect to anyone that we're learning from. When we learn the Nefesh Chaim, we're connecting to the great Rav Chaim Velazhin. And as we learn the Sefer, we should. We should keep an open mind and we should look deeper within ourselves. We should clarify the Yisode Amuna and we should connect to the living soul. And uh, we're going to stop here for today. Hopefully next week we'll be back. We'll continue further along on this topic of, of the Chaya Nefesh, the living soul, connecting to Skashat Hope you enjoyed everyone and stay tuned for more.